Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are ready to read Galatians. We're ready to read chapter 1. Now I am reading from the uh, Amplified Bible, <clears throat> just so you understand. So this is Galatians chapter 1 and verse 1. Paul, an apostle, not commissioned and sent from men, nor through the agency of man, but through Jesus Christ the Messiah, and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers who are with me, to the churches of Galatia. Grace to you, and peace, inner calm and spiritual well-being, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a sacrifice to atone for our sins, to save and sanctify us, so that he might rescue us from this present evil age. In accordance with the will and purpose and plan of our God and Father, to him be ascribed all, or given all, the glory through the ages of the ages. Amen. I am astonished and extremely irritated that you are so quickly shifting your allegiance and deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different, even contrary, gospel, which is really not another gospel, but there are obviously some people masquerading as teachers who are disturbing and confusing, confusing you with a misleading, counterfeit teaching and want to distort the gospel of Christ, twisting it into something which it absolutely is not. So here we see a familiar theme to what we saw in 2 Corinthians, people teaching another gospel, false teachers teaching something that is not real, that is not true. Um, now, there is a note here that I want to read to you, that it's, it's a, supposed to be a little bit of uh, information here for us um, on these, te these false teachers. These people are often called Judaizers. They were Jews professing to be believers who taught that Gentile Christians had to conform to certain Old Testament laws and rituals, especially circumcision, in order to be saved. They denied the saving power of God's grace alone and also sought to discredit Paul's apostleship and undermine his, undermine his ministry. So, that was their purpose. Now, some scholars questioned the validity of of some or all of the Judaizers' true faith in Christ and his message of salvation. Now, the reason is these people could easily be posing and just be trying to disrupt Christianity and just be trying to um, keep people from being Christians by saying, oh, well, if you're a Christian, you have to be circumcised. Well, okay, now, I'm just going to say this. As an adult male, <laughs> given the option of being circumcised or not, I can bet that most adult men, if they're already, you know, they're going to be like, uh, no, I am not going to have anything done like that. <laughs> I'm not trying to make fun of it. I'm just saying that it's, it's normal, natural as a human person that I would not have anything unnecessarily cut, snipped, gouged, anything like that. So, I mean, I'm just thinking realistically. And that would be a deterrent to some people, especially in some countries, that would be a big deterrent to them. Like, whoa, we're not having anything like that. And Paul is constantly always teaching that that is not necessary. All that is 
not important. What matters is circumcision of the heart, believing in Jesus, believing in, in God. So, but this, uh, but this is the kind of false teaching that was going on. They were coming around trying to uh, teach these folks wrongly that they had to follow certain Old Testament customs and laws. And of course, if you think about it, it's hard to give up your old ways, your old habits, and some of them may have been sincere and may have been misled themselves, just that it is hard to give up your old habits and your old customs, and some of that might be a little bit understandable, but Paul is like, no, this is not acceptable and, and don't believe this. So we're going to continue on with verse 8. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to that which we originally preached to you, let him be condemned to destruction. As we have said before, so I now say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel different from that which you received from us, let him be condemned to, to destruction. Now you notice, Paul did what I have noticed that Jesus did sometimes. He said almost the exact same thing. Yeah, the wording's slightly different. Twice in a row, he's trying to get their attention and say, look, you cannot follow other teachings than the gospel. Now, we are blessed, greatly blessed. We have the Word of God in the Bible. We can easily judge and discern what is real and what is not. It is a wonderful thing. We are so blessed to have that. They did not have this back then. Back then, they had some scrolls, I imagine. They probably did not have the entirety of everything. So they had to go a lot on what Paul taught them and what others taught them and what others would write for them. Maybe, maybe they could get written down. Um, so they did not have the Bible, the book, like we do now. So it was more difficult for them. And it was easier for them to be deceived. But notice Paul's warning, even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to that which we originally preached. So, you know, I, I hate to be this way, but I'm going to have to say this. This goes for any other person, any other religion where an angel has taught them or told them something. or Those religions are false. Those teachers are false. They may have been sincere, but they were misled by this vision, this, this supposed angel. Remember that Satan can be, can appear to be an angel of light. Satan can quote scripture. That doesn't mean that they are right, you know. We have to make sure that we're following the word of God. We're following the commandments that really that Jesus gave us. Um, and all this other stuff doesn't matter. I mean, if you're following the commandment of love and you're, we're, we're following, you know, that's, that's the main things Jesus gave us was to love God and to love one another, to take care of one another. If we're following those, that fulfills everything else. So you can always get it down to being that simple if you need to, if there's that much confusion, if people are trying to pile on all this other stuff. So, you know, you can always break it down to those basic simple tactics, those two things and say, well, is this, is this showing love for God? Is this showing love for my fellow person? And not just fellow Christians, fellow everybody. You know, God loves us all. He uh, sends the sun and the rain on both the sinner and the, not the, and the believer, you know, 
how do you say that the believer and unbeliever um, so you know we have to be like God anyway so and he repeats himself here if anyone does this let them be condemned to destruction and we know that from what Jesus says that they are um, if anyone you know changes or adds or messes with the word basically the message in any way so okay continuing on with verse 10 am I now trying to win the favor and approval of men or of God or am I seeking to please someone if I were still trying to be popular with men I would not be a bondservant of Christ now what Paul is saying here because um, it sounds like maybe his accusers these false teachers are saying Paul is only um, preaching Christ to gain popularity and, and followers with men but honestly Paul is saying um, if I wanted to get the approval of people of men I would not be preaching the gospel because and and if you think about it and I know I kind of laugh but if you think about it imagine what Paul was going through preaching the gospel was endangering his life yes God saw him through all these trials and and everything but preaching the gospel was endangering his life it really was <clears throat> it was putting him at odds he was beaten whipped you know put in prison he was you know supposed to be executed he was stoned so yeah <clears throat> he was not doing a popular thing at the time all right so moving on with verse 11 for I want you to know believers that the gospel which was preached by me is not man's gospel it is not a human invention patterned after any human concept for indeed I did not receive it from man nor was I taught it but I received it through a direct revelation of Jesus Christ as far as I know I think Paul was the last person to receive a direct revelation like that you know in the way he did going to Damascus and seeing the Lord you have heard of my career and former manner of life in Judaism how I used to hunt down and persecute the Church of God extensively and with fanatical zeal tried my best to destroy it and you have heard how I surpassed many of my contemporaries among my countrymen in my advanced study of the laws of Judaism as I was extremely loyal to the traditions of my ancestors but when God who had chosen me and set me apart before I was born and called me through his grace was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles as the good news the way of salvation I did not immediately consult with anyone for guidance regarding God's call and his revelation to me there's a note here let me see okay uh, it's just uh, <clears throat> it's just a little clarification he didn't consult with any human person for guidance nor did I even go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me but I went to Arabia and stayed a while and afterward returned once more to Damascus so he didn't go to speak to any human he didn't go to confer even with the apostles the original apostles instead he went to Arabia and stayed a while he probably studied the scriptures he probably you know really immersed himself in finding out if this revelation was true and how to how to move forward with it that's the way it sounds to me anyway 
Moving on, verse 18, Then three years later I did go up to Jerusalem to get acquainted with Cephas, Peter, and I stayed with him fifteen days. But I did not see any other apostle except James, the half-brother of the Lord. Now in what I am writing to you, I assure you, as if I were standing before God, that I am not lying. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was still unknown by the by sight to the churches which were in Christ in Judea, Jerusalem, and the surrounding region. They only kept hearing, He who used to persecute us is now preaching the good news of the faith which he once was trying to destroy. And they were glorifying God as the author and source of what had taken place and all that had been accomplished in me. Hmm. So Paul is telling them all about basically his conversion. And it's very interesting, some of these things. I know I've read this before, but I had forgotten that he actually did. He like went to Arabia for a few years. It's been so long since I've read through everything. This is another reason I wanted to do this. I wanted to make sure that I read through everything and just refreshed everything. Um, and I'm so happy that I'm doing this. It really, it really is good and beneficial. I hope it is helpful to others. I want to thank you for listening. That is Galatians chapter 1 right there. And uh, next session, we'll do Galatians chapter 2. So, thank you very much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. Remember to stay safe. And God loves you.